0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ag State of Mind podcast, a proud member of the Global Ag Network. I am your host, Jason Meadows. And today is a very, again, I say this, I feel like I say this pretty often on the podcast, but it's a very special podcast episode where we're speaking with Nick and Karen Fitch. They actually reached out to me They wanted to share their mission and their story on the podcast and it's really incredible and it's going to be something that surely everyone will take something away from and you know kind of give everybody a little bit of hope. So guys welcome to the Ag State of Mind podcast. How are you this evening? Doing good. Good. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for reaching out and wanting to be on the podcast that's again, one of the greatest things I can receive as a podcast host, because it kind of takes a little bit of my legwork out of it when finding podcast guests. So, and especially podcast guests who have such a incredible mission as, as you guys do.
1: Thanks. We appreciate that. We appreciate what you're doing. And, um, I don't know. I just think that there's never the, the world and everybody, not just us, has been through a lot in the last few years. And I think your mission of, you know, kind of spreading hope and things like that are really important. So we're just excited to get to be here and share with you and hopefully, you know, be, be a bright spot in people's, in people's day and share, you know, what we've been through and how that can hopefully impact some others as well.
0: Sure, sure. Well, again, thanks for being on So, just tell me and the listeners a little bit about your story about what's going on with you guys and kind of how you launched your mission.
1: Yeah. So, three years ago, this fall in November of 2019, I woke up in the middle of the night, paralyzed from the neck down. And that led to us spending next six months in the hospital Mm -hmm. and we're in three different states seven different hospitals along the way and i'm still classified as a quadriplegic and you know we a spinal cord injury was not something that we expected or that we thought was you know gonna happen to us but it did and so after we got home it was in the spring of 2020 so kind of at the height of covid And everything with that. And, you know, it it was tough. We were a family of entrepreneurs and farmers and nobody had any sort of a medical background. And so we went from, you know, doing pretty much whatever we wanted every day because, you know, we're self-employed and we were just going out and doing whatever needed done to coming home. And, you know, there's a lot of medical needs that I have now. And so we were kind of swimming in all of that. And my husband said, Hey, I think that we should start, start a business where we do, you know, some sort of a give back campaign. And I kind of looked at him and just said, Hey man, I don't know how we're going to have time for that. You're going to have to figure that out on your own. And so just, you know, day by day, step-by-step, Nick took the steps of starting the cuddle cow company. And so he can share, you know, more about that because he was who kind of started it, but we're really excited about that because with each part of the proceeds from each sale, we give back to spinal cord injury research, which is, you know, really near and dear to our heart. And we're really excited about that. So
0: before we move on to Nick, you just, you just woke up paralyzed. Is that, did I hear that right?
1: Yeah. So um, when I was a kid, we found out that I have an arteriovenous malformation. Okay. AVM for short in my, in, it was when we found it, it was inside my spinal cord and outside of my spinal cord from C2 to C5 in my neck. So that's okay. at the very, very top of your spinal cord right below your brain stem. And I had a few surgeries growing up as a kid and they basically overall AVMs are pretty rare, but where mine is Um, The location of it is very rare. Most people don't have them in their spinal cord. And the fact that mine was inside the cord and outside the cord was even more rare. So, you know, we knew that I had it, but overall I grew up, I would say, relatively normal. You know, I played, played little league, did dance, graduated high school, graduated college. Nick and I got married in 2017 and, you know, bought a farm. We have our own herd of cows. You know, I got the loan for that when I was... 20 years old and a senior in college. So, you know, there was things that I couldn't do from time to time, but most things, you know, either I could do it or we could, we could figure out a way to modify it so that it could be done and, you know, lived a relatively normal life. And then just one day something happened with the AVM and that took over and kind of what I would say is like an easy way to explain it would be it swelled and cut off, the flow of my spinal cord.
0: Mm-hmm. So it just was a, it was something that did, did you anticipate this? Like this, did you know at a certain point that like this is what life was going to be like?
1: No, not at all. So okay. actually, it, it, the whole situation is very bizarre. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I mean, it's hard to explain what happened over six months in five sure. minutes. But yeah, it was, it was very sudden. We didn't expect it whatsoever because. I had actually had an operation where they just went in to look at it. It's called an angiogram Mm -hmm. and it's where they feed a camera through, like they put it in through your wrist and go up, Mm -hmm. you know, up in, and it was in my spinal cord. So they went up and looked in my neck and I had had that operation in September of 2019 and they looked at it and they said, things are great. You know, we don't expect any problems. You don't have to come back for five years so go live your life and so you know that that's what we were doing we were you know really excited about things that was something that you know we didn't we didn't expect things to be that good and so man we were just out doing all the things that we wanted to do and then like I said unexpectedly just one night in the middle of the night I woke up I didn't feel quite right I had a really intense pain in my shoulder and I woke Nick up it was three o'clock in the morning and I said hey I don't feel good. I need you to go get me some painkillers. And he hopped up, walked down the hallway. And before he came back, I couldn't move anything below, below my neck. So it, it was very sudden, very unexpected. And, you know, I think even if we had been able to prepare for it, there's, there's just not a way that you can be ready for something like right. that. But when we had gotten the news that we didn't have to worry about it for five years it that just made it even more of a shock.
0: Sure. Wow. So yeah, you were totally unprepared for this. That's, uh, and I, I, I mean, I don't know if that like, huh, it's, I mean, it's hard to say, like, would you rather have known or would you rather, I don't know. Like, I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Or have you even thought about that or does it even matter?
1: Yeah. I mean, I honestly haven't really thought about it. Yeah. I don't know. I, that's a good question. I, I mean, like I've never been asked that before, yeah, I, don't know. I mean, I think, it's not I, that it
0: matters really, you know, cause like, yeah. it's not like you can go back and change it. Right.
1: Yeah, eg- exactly. I mean, I think the thing is, is just, I don't know. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. Sure. And sure. I don't know. I like, I have thought several times about, you know, like they always say, like, you know, people say at the end of your life, yo, blah, 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 or, you know, whatever. There's so many different like sayings and mm-hmm. cliches, cliches about yeah. that. And, you know, I, over the course of the six months that I was in the hospital, there was several times that I was significantly closer to not making it than honestly what we'd like to think about. And I don't know, like, I I, I can honestly say that there was never a time that I felt like I had regrets or I wished that something had been different. You know, I think anybody in agriculture can relate to, you know, working a lot and, spending a lot of time on the farm and working towards that. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud of what Nick and I have done and what we've accomplished. And the fact that we were able to buy our own farm when we were, I don't know, I think we were like 24 years old Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And without the hard work that we would have done, that wouldn't have been possible. And so, you know, I think, I think that it all has worked out this way. It's not the way that we planned, but you just take it day by day and you go step by step.
0: Sure, sure. So Nick, tell me about the company. And I'm always am fascinated. And in fact, I'm just really admire someone who has the mindset to, you know, it would be very easy to just, you know, kind of be pissed off by what has happened to you guys, right? And just kind of be bitter. But instead you chose the other route, which is the more healthy route and the more fulfilling route. And it, you chose to embrace it and then give back. So tell me tell me what that looked like for you and how you came to this decision to start this company.
2: Yeah, I mean, we were just kind of aware of there were several companies like this that you know we really look, looked up to and admired. And, you know, my day changed from, you know, before all this, I was outside on the farm working all the time and now I'm inside a little bit more Mm -hmm. and trying to fill in time in between Karen's appointments and getting everything done for her while I'm inside. You know, I just felt like this was an opportunity where I can try to get something done and, you know, a way for us to fight back. Sure. You know, we heard a podcast from the owner of Tom's Shoes. Uh-huh. Yep. He, he started the company in similar situation where he, every pair of shoes he sells, he gives back. Mm-hmm. to. Where's that at?
1: When you buy a pair of Tom's Shoes, they give a pair of shoes to someone in need. Because mm-hmm. like in other countries, if oftentimes like here, like if you don't have shoes, you can't go to school. And so they give a pair of shoes to children specifically with the intention of that way they can go to school. So we liked that idea and wanted to do, you know, something kind of similar in our own right. Because, you know, it's great to donate money to a cause, but if you give money one time, you know, that's it. But if there's a business behind it, you have the opportunity to keep giving.
0: Sure. Sure. So tell me, what exactly is the business and what's the, you know, where did the inspiration, I mean, obviously I know where the inspiration came from, but what, you know, what is, what happens with the business? How do you give back?
2: So we knew we wanted to do something, but we couldn't figure out what it was. And mm-hmm. we kind of came back to, um, you know, blankets. Karen received a lot of blankets while in the hospital and the blankets you get in the hospital from the hospital itself, they, they're not good. Right. scratchy you know how many you don't know how many people have used those blankets in the past what's been on them all that good stuff so i was like you know what let's do some type of let's see if we can put our farm uh on a blanket somehow our cows whatever and also pair that along with our story our message and what we're trying to do and that's kind of how we got started so i found a manufacturer Near Kansas City, they can manufacture the blanket and drop ship it, so we don't have to, um, you know, buy a bunch of inventory ahead of time. Uh-huh. The financial investment was not a big one, so that was nice because you know when you're in a medical situation, having some money on hand uh, in case something goes wrong or you have to be at a hotel for a whole month is nice to have. Sure. So being able to start this without putting a huge investment was nice. And so we started off with, there was three different materials of blanket and just a few pictures we really liked. We've taken of the farm in the past, uh-huh. a few different cows, and then a picture of kind of our homestead with our pond and our old red barn in the background. Uh-huh. And so for every purchase of a blanket, part of that profit, goes to spinal cord research. Okay. And that started off with blankets. And then I started looking to other things like t shirts, coffee mugs, canvases, stuff like that. And it's the same concept with every purchase of one of those items, part of that profit goes to spinal cord research.
0: So I mean obviously you have a real tangible and 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 heartfelt why because you understand the people who you're giving back to obviously I mean through real lived experience and I feel like that has to mean something to not just not just the people who receive the portion of the profits but also just to the people who actually buy the blanket. I think it must be a a, a very, fulfilling feeling for them to, to know that they're purchasing something that they will use in their home that is good quality, but also, and and probably more importantly, so is means something, you know, it wasn't made on a factory in a factory long, far away, you know, or, or, or whatever, you know, it has real tangible meaning to it. And that's very, very cool.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is something I enjoy quite a bit. And, uh, we also started the process of doing custom blankets where people send in their own pictures to us.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Okay. Put
2: her pictures on a blanket and yeah, you know, Karen was on me. She's like, I think we should really do this. I'm like, I'm not so sure. I'm not, you know, I'm not confident enough in the, you know, I'm not a computer guy. Okay. Sure. sure. Uh, so doing graphic design, you know, I was, I was kind of on edge whether I could make it work with my computer software that I got and making it. So, you know, the blankets turned out right. And that's actually gone very, very well. And I really, I really do enjoy the custom blanket side of things. A lot of people send in pictures from their farms, something that's really personal to them. And they send, uh, a lot of times they send their, their picture back uh, with, with that on the blanket back to us. And you know, once that process has been completed and the customer is super happy with what they bought. Yeah, that's a lot of fun.
0: Sure. Yeah. No, that's that's incredible. So right now I'm going to and and be obviously, you know, share however much you are comfortable. I mean, I'm not here to put you in an awkward position or anything, but I just want to I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what it takes in a marriage to, to go through the things that you all have gone through and to come out with a, with a mindset. I mean, cause it's hard. I mean, I have no doubt that this is like, uh, I mean, uh, obviously it's a life-changing, you know, life altering thing. And I just want to know, like, you know, what does it take to get through the hardest days with you guys?
1: Yeah. I mean, some days are better than others. Sure. You know, I think, you know, that, that isn't, everybody has gone through that. You know what I mean? Like regardless of whether you've been through something really tough, you know, medically, financially, emotionally, whatever. Some days are better than others, but I think the most important thing for us has been growing up. Like Nick and I both come from really strong families. And one of the things that my parents always instilled in me was to just, you know, good days or bad days. um, If something happens, you know one of you can quit but just don't ever let both of you quit on the same day and so that's mm-hmm. kind of been something that we've lived by is just you know some some days one of us will be having a harder day with it than the other and that we may want to give up but we know that the other person is going to keep going and keep keep marching on and so that's just been really really important for us to know that you know the other one the other one has our back on days when we need it most
0: yeah peaks and valleys right
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, you don't be you know, you can be on the peaks in the same day but don't be on the valleys and you know that's a very that's very sound advice and and lived experience no matter like you said no matter what your situation is because we do we all do and as a I, I mean as a somebody myself who's been married for 12 years, I mean, I know that there are some days and some months (laughs) that are better than others. And, but like the get, the get through it is like you say, is one of you have to be strong when the, when the other one isn't. And that's, that's very key.
1: I think another important thing too, is just, um, you know, like, like, I mean, there's tough days, it's a lot. I mean, I require 24-hour care
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the, we have a few outside people that come in that help from time to time, but the majority of it is done by family. So, you know, we're, we're together a lot and sometimes that can, that can even be difficult too is just, you know, somebody needing a minute or, you know, needing some space. And, you know, there's that, there's the fact that, you know, we now have this new business, we have other businesses, we farm on top of that. And so there's just, you know, a lot of, a lot of things. And then you add just, you know, a difficult health situation Mm -hmm. on top of that. And, you know, like in the beginning, when we first came home, we were doing a lot of like telehealth stuff and stuff like that. And sometimes, you know, some of the people we met with were great. Some of them, you know, not so much. And just always remembering that even, even if things don't go the way we want, but just remembering at the end of the day that we're all on the same team and then we're all hoping for, you know, the same outcomes and the same goals and just making sure that we're all, you know, we're all in the same boat. We're all trying to row in the same direction. And we just have to remember that even if, you know, things don't always go what we want, but just trying to remember, like I said, that we're all on the same team and we have the same goal.
0: That's, that's, that's really incredible. You know, that's, that's, I mean, I think if nobody takes anything else away from this, they should take that away is just, just requires strength and, uh, and will, I think. So do you guys, how has the farming operation been affected by this? Just, I mean, obviously it doesn't look like it probably did at one time.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, we do farm with Karen's parents. Uh So we kind of farm together and her dad does have a full-time employee okay so that, that helped us out quite a bit you know while we were in the hospital sure just having someone there that you trusted to take care of the cows while you're gone you know we haven't grown the past few years like we wanted to uh, at one point there was a window there to possibly expand our operation to more of a row crop farm that didn't happen but uh, we look to grow our cow herd more the next few years. The farm we actually bought in 2017 is coming out of CRP mm-hmm. in 2023. Uh, we've already got the fence bought. You know, we're really excited about possibly having cows on our own farm at home. Great. It's really exciting. And, you know, the as far as the day-to-day stuff right now, I can get out, do the main chores of the cow stuff. I can go out and do hay. Today I was brush cutting pastures, so I'm still able to get out there. Sure. Uh, four to five hours a day in the winter. I'll be more inside, helping, caring a little bit more.
0: Uh
2: huh. Yeah, that's that's where we're at on the farm and everything.
0: But does the farm kind of allow you to just kind of kind of kind of untangle your thoughts a little bit, Nick?
2: Yes, it does. I mean, just being. I mean, you know when everything happened, uh, when we first went to the hospital, you know, we were gone away from the farm for six months. Uh And, you know, once we finally got back to the farm, uh, we just both felt a piece to us and then being able to, uh, you know, just kind of be with the cows and get some work done, you know, with your hands and kind of put everything, you know, distract yourself. Yeah, it is very nice to be able to do that now.
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean just like you say and you know being able to just kind of let it go for just even a little bit I'm sure is super helpful.
1: I mean, we live we live in a county that has like 6,000 people no stoplights uh-huh. and you know we were up in Iowa City for a few months then we were in Lincoln Nebraska for a month and then we are our, our final um you know, leg of that journey. We were in Chicago for mm-hmm. about two months. And I mean, we were downtown, right, right in the middle of all of it. And mm-hmm. so I mean, that's a huge difference. Sure. And, you know, it's just, it's loud all the time. There's always honking, there's sirens, there's horns, you know, it's just, it's a totally different life. And, you know, I think that was one of the things that just kept me going the whole time when I was in the hospital, because for a pretty big portion of the time that I was hospitalized, I was on a ventilator because I went oh, into respiratory yeah. failure after mm. my second neurosurgery that I had. And so I didn't have a voice at all. And the thing that I just kept telling myself over and over and over again was you got to get back to the farm. You got to get back to the farm. And so you know, like I said, we were scared to death to come home because we didn't have a medical background. We didn't know what we were doing, but like Nick said, once we were here, it was just, there was such a peace about it and just, you know, the quiet, being able to, you know, be outside, see grass, stuff like that, that you you don't, you know, you don't get that when you're in the hospital and you definitely don't get that when you're in Chicago was just, it was so nice to come home. And we actually, we have kind of a funny story about that. So when we were in Chicago, my family brought pictures from home and kind of decorated my hospital room just to try and make it a little bit more homey. And we had a picture of one of our cows on the wall. And one of my nurses came in and said, Oh, look, it's a Buffalo. (laughs) And I'm like, no, that is not a, buffalo. that is a cow. Like that's going to, that's, to have a baby that's gonna become your hamburger. That is not a buffalo. And so, you know, I honestly didn't realize how much of a disconnect there was between like urban and rural until mm-hmm. until we were in Chicago, and that was just so eye opening. It, was it is
0: very eye opening. I I got to experience it pretty early in life because I went to college in St. Louis, and yeah, the 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 disconnect is is so real and. If nothing else, it just kind of makes you appreciate the life. And I think it's very also like I can relate to you having the farm and kind of the back of your mind through your healing process and and that being kind of a goal for you and then it becoming like a healing place for you because it is. It's it's therapeutic to live the way we live. You know, you don't you you absolutely take it for granted until you you know step away from it and and see how it could be or how lots of people don't have that. And, you know, it makes a lot of burdens just a little bit easier to bear.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think another thing, just the community, you know, people really rallied around us and, you know, we were really fortunate, you know, while we were in the hospital, um, we actually didn't have an employee that worked on the farm at the time mm-hmm. and just really good family friends came and helped and, you know, without that, I have no idea what on earth we would have done. And, you know, since we've been home, so many people have done stuff to help that it really has just been incredible. And, you know, I just, there's, there's nothing like a rural community and we're just so, so thankful for the support, you know, and prayers and things like that, that, that we've been, that we've received along the way. It's been amazing.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there is, there's, it does, you know, you can do a lot on your own, but the support you get from others is so helpful and just, again, makes, just kind of makes your burdens easier to bear.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, you can kind of, always, you know, you kind of yoke to other people like, like, like ox with box and wood, just, it just, you can pull so much more weight just when you have just a little bit more help.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, it really has been incredible. And just, I mean, like you talked about, just there's something about the farm that is, is healing and we just, it, it's so nice. And I'm so thankful, you know, that we have, have that background that we can, you know, get the opportunity, you know, days aren't perfect. And, you know, some days are better than others, but just being here on the farm brings such a peace
0: yeah oh my gosh i know i i mean i i live and know that a hundred percent and it is that is absolutely the truth there's no better place to heal than than somewhere like that so we're running just you know kind of towards the end of our time here and i want to make sure you guys have uh, plenty of time to to kind of plug your business and and to do things you know pick up whatever we didn't talk about uh, before we sign off here so tell me where you can everybody can find you guys online and and if there's anything that we missed please please feel free to share that
2: uh, our website is uh www.cuddlecowcompany.com mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can find us on facebook at Cuddle Company, tiktok instagram uh, i think that's all we're on and um you know christmas is coming up soon We got a lot of great gifts out there and I would definitely recommend looking to do a custom blank with your own picture. Uh, That's something we really enjoy doing, you know, to check it out. Cool. Cool. Well, thank you guys. Yeah. And it's kind of crazy to think
0: about Christmas not being that far away because it's been so miserable. Uh, Weather outside has been, but uh, it'll probably be here before we all know it. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: That's usually how it works. You blink your eyes twice and bam, it's here again.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So, All right, guys. Well, is there anything else that we want? Do you want to touch on anything else before we sign off here?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, we're we're thankful for the opportunity, you know, to be here and share our story and thankful for what you do in the voice, you know, that you're sharing for ag. I think that this is just such an important topic for people. And, you know, just know that, There, you know, the days get better. And if you're going through something difficult, just, you know, keep going, reach out to somebody. I know that, you know, it it can be hard and at times it can be lonely, but there's always somebody out there that cares. So if somebody is going through something, just make sure that they reach out to to someone. And, you know, regardless of whether that's a family member or a friend or, you know, maybe somebody through a church or something like that that, you know, there's, there's someone out there to listen and just know that that people care and they love you. And, you know, it it's okay to ask for help.
0: Yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. There's always someone there who's willing to help you. Um, and that is a, that is a very comforting thing to know. Uh, it's, it's nice to have not nice. It's essential to have a support system.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think, I think the last thing would be just, you know, if you're going through something difficult, just try and figure out how there's a way that maybe you can spin it and make good out of it, you know, like this, Mm -hmm. you know, this, I've said many times that I wouldn't wish this, you know, what we're going through on anyone. And it's definitely not something that we would pick for ourselves, but we're just trying to do something, you know, to make, make good out of it, what we can. And, you know, coming up with this business is what what worked for us. So I just would recommend to anybody, you know, if you're going through something difficult, how can, how can you spin it and make it a force, a force for good?
0: Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, there's, there's it's, and again, it's always so inspirational to me when people are able to do that, but really it's, it's the only way to be, it's the only way to actually truly heal. Uh, You can't, you can't wallow in self-pity because it doesn't do you any good. It doesn't get you anywhere. Absolutely. Well, good. Well, thanks for sharing your story, guys. Thanks for reaching out to me. I look forward to watching you guys grow and and all the things and we'll stay in touch and we'll keep the conversation open.
1: Absolutely. We look forward to that. Thanks, guys. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to Ag State of Mind. We hope this episode has encouraged you. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at AgStateOfMind. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify so you never miss an episode. See you next week.